Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglot. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome back to To The Top Talk, presented by USM Voice, sharing all the Golden Eagle news and building a stronger voice for the Southern Miss community. Go follow USM Voice on Twitter, one of the best Southern Miss follows that you will see on the Internet. We're here with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Back with me tonight, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, fellas. Uh, can't wait to get this episode out. It's um, it's it's uh, it's sure to move the needle, I think, and probably one of the most fun things that I've done. Wow. And the wizard of whiskey himself, Shane Lott. Yeah, I, I second that. Uh, we took a little time off for the summer. Wasn't a whole lot going on. Uh, we we tend to drone on and and talk a lot anyway, so uh, we didn't want to make you guys suffer through us talking about reruns of Seinfeld or something over the summer. But man, coming back with a bang, this one's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. So we're doing something different this season. So you know, last year we had to we've had different sponsors for each year, um, but we wanted to do something different. And so what we're doing is, if you would like to sponsor an episode of the To the Top Talk, you can now do that without having a season-long commitment or a multi-episode commitment. So if you want to sponsor one episode, go to jamiearrington.net slash to the top talk. If you go in all our social media profiles, that link is in the bio. You can go to to the top talk.com. It'll take you to my website. I'm trying to get that fixed. The link is on there, but jamiearrington.net slash to the top talk will take you right to where you need. And that link is at the top. So basically $99 for an episode. Um, Whatever you want to, whatever you want to push. Now it has to be approved by us. So you can't get on here and be like, ah, I want sponsored by Louisiana Tech. No, we're not doing that. But if you want to do like, hey, um, if you want to do it in honor of somebody, hey, this is, you know, it's it's Jason Bailey's birthday coming up. To the top talk mm. presented by Jason Bailey. Happy birthday, Jason. Or you, you can have, just write me the ninety nine dollar check. Just write, just, yeah. yeah, kind of. Uh, and, and, uh, if you, uh, you know, if you have an event coming up, Hey, we've got a big, uh, you know, Southern Miss watch party that we're planning down in New Orleans, you know, hit it, you know, check it out. Hit anything you want to push. So as long as it's, um, not anti Southern Miss, like it's Louisiana tech or anything like that, um, you're probably going to get approved. And we, we, we want to try this out. We want to make it fun. I want to give some, I want to kind of crowdsource this a little bit. I know we, we've, we've built a pretty strong following, uh, pretty strong following of listeners and, and uh, wanted to see how this goes. So if it goes well, we'll keep doing it. If not, we'll we'll solicit one sponsor and just go from there. Yeah, get creative out there, too. I mean, we've had sports gambling websites and body hair groomers sponsor us in the past. I mean, what what can you come up with? It's excited to see what the Southern Miss <laughs> faithful can dream up for a sponsorship on a title episode. We will, I'm not going to waste your time any further. 
let's get right into the episode. So this is is going to go down. It's, this may be the most badass episode in podcast history, not just ours, but just in in the the realm of um, podcasts on the interwebs. So let's just get right into it. We've got our legendary linebacker roundtable. Southern Miss has always been known for defense. And um, and of the defense, it seems like the linebacking core has kind of carried that torch uh, more than any other position. We've got some great guys on today to ever do it. Um, you know, there's some guys that are great linebackers that are, are not on this pod. Couldn't fit everybody on here, okay? So we got four of the best guys that we know that we grew up watching just to kind of get their thoughts on um, on their time at USM and um, and what they're doing these days. So, Shane, I'll kick it to you. You can, you can introduce these guys. Yeah, absolutely. This will be uh, a whole lot of fun because you guys get to listen to me and Jamie and Jason uh, get whiskey drunk. Well, me get whiskey drunk and just talk on a weekly basis uh, during the football season. But it'll be a real treat to hear these four guys that we've got for you tonight. Really looking forward to it. Starting off with uh, a a guy that played linebacker uh, back in... uh, the late 90s, signed as a free agent with the Arizona Cardinals, 2009 Southern Miss M Club Hall of Fame inductee, first team All-Conference USA in 96 and 97, career stats of 406 tackles, 46 tackles for a loss, seven sacks, three interceptions, friend of the pod, Marshan Kenny. Thank you for having us. This is exciting times. This is Good folks on this on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. This is gonna be a whole lot of fun. Um, moving to our to our next guy here. Uh, we, we were just talking before we got started, and to be such an absolute Southern Miss legend, uh, just stories and legends about this guy float around that I love to hear. We'll have to see if any of those are true uh, here in the next little while, but. Uh, well, we, we also need somebody at Southern Miss to step it up because this, this uh, legend of the black and gold stats were almost impossible to find online. Also an NFL uh, player for a number of years, drafted in the third round of the 2000 NFL draft, Mr. TJ Slaughter. Pleasure to have you. Great to yes. be here. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's, it's awesome to have you on here. Uh, next up for us tonight. Selected in the fifth round of the 2004 NFL Draft by the Vikings. First team Conference USA in 2002 and 2003. Conference USA Defensive Player of the Year in 2003. Won the Connerly Trophy as the best collegiate player in the state of Mississippi in 2002. A mind-blowing 526 career tackles, 18 and a half stats. Rod, I know I'm cheating you out of some interceptions there too, but... uh, we, again, we, we need to get some info. Mr. Rod Davis. Man, appreciate for having me. Man, I stopped the run. I ain't worrying about no pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you, you seem to have done it very well, sir. Uh, that's uh, Again, we were chatting before this, and uh, 526 tackles is just absolutely nuts. Uh, last but not least, drafted in the fourth round of the 2009 NFL Draft by the Tennessee Titans, 2006 Conference USA All-Freshman Team member, first team Conference USA in 2007 and 2008, Conference USA Defensive Player of the Year in 2008, career stats of 2000, 2000, no, not, not quite crazy. We're not, we're not quadrupling Rod's stats there. 
uh, career stats of 208 tackles, 32 tackles for a loss, seven and a half sacks and one interception, Golden Eagle great Gerald McGrath. And uh, as I'm introducing Gerald McGrath, it looks like we dropped him there for a second. So when Gerald's able to join back on the call, uh, he'll jump back in with us as well. But uh, a, a crazy list of accolades there, gentlemen. Uh, anybody that is a fan of the Golden Eagles knows uh, these four names and really looking forward to talking with you guys tonight. Yeah, Phyllis. So, so what are you guys up to these days? I mean, we, we all know about your football career and we're going to get into a lot of that, but uh, I mean, you know, I, I, Rod's coaching up in uh, up around the Jackson area. And I think some of you got, well, all of you look like you could still get out there and play football right now. So apparently like the mindset that was created back in the day, um, I guess it just never leaves. I know better. Uh, I'm, this would be my fourth year to head football coach at Florence High School. And, you know, I try to get out there and run around with those guys. But, man, <laughs> I'm a one-rep max guy, and that's it. I get out there for one rep, and I give them all they can get, have. But after that, it's pretty much a wrap. But uh, this would be my fourth year at Florence, and it would be my eighth year coaching uh, high school football. So, man, that's that's where I've been uh, <clears throat> this summer, and that's where I'm just coming from. Yeah, I'll chime in. I've been in medical sales for shoot, like 15 years, it seems now. For the past three years, I've been with a company called Siemens and selling their mobile C arms, their imaging equipment. And uh, I'm a manager for them, cover four states. So, but it seems all I know is sales. It's all I've done the past 15, 20 years. You would be with somebody <laughs> named Seaman. <laughs> <laughs> with a face that pretty we should, we should both work for that company. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> We should both work for that company, TJ, considering our stories back in the day. <laughs> uh, I was wondering if I should jump in on that one when Marchand said it. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like only a half a beer in right now, so I was yeah. going to let it slide. TJ, okay, well, I work for Siemens, okay? Great cover. How about you, TJ? What's going on these days? Well, right now I'm just trying to heal my body. Uh, when I got done playing and stuff, I started getting into acting and stuff like that. And um, I got my broker's license in real estate. But then I started to remember stuff as good as I used to could and stuff like that and pain and stuff. But now I'm just trying to heal myself and then see what I want to do. But I still have I still have some acne things going on and I still do real estate. But right now I'm just taking a break and just working on me. Awesome. Right, brother. What's that? Now I was saying, man, make sure you take care of yourself, man. That's what you only got one body, one mind, man. And that's. You know, and that's, you know, as a a football coach, and that's what I tell my parents, um, just, you know, I wouldn't have my kids out here playing. I don't know if I can have my kids playing in the same football that we played in, just knowing the, the, the amount of the contact, the physical, uh, that my, my, my body feels now. And and you talked about the memory and man, it, it, it is a realistic thing, man. You know, uh, uh, you know, I done had done been tested several times and, you know, it all come back negative, but you know, it, it, it is a short term, long term thing that man, I got to focus, really focus and sometimes really write it down for me to remember stuff. So man, mm-hmm. make sure, you know, uh, you take care of yourself, man. And uh, I'm gonna get you, uh, cause I had your number, then I got a new phone and, and I think uh, we, we got a display, but I'm gonna get your number before we get off here T. I merchant uh, at the game the last week. I mean, uh, when was the baseball? I think you know what I'm saying. My thing. So, 
Good deal. And uh, Gerald is uh, trying to come back in right now, I think. So he'll join us in just a minute. But also, you know, so each of you, you know, we're kind of big man on campus when you're here. And uh, but, you know, whenever I do these podcasts individually, I like to kind of hear about the recruiting process and, you know, what you went through, uh, how many teams were after you out of high school. Uh, what was that like? And then ultimately, you know, what was it like, man? What was it like running out of that tunnel at the rock, uh, touching the touching the monument right there, running out with the smoke and and, uh, and more importantly, seeing a packed house at the rock mm. and then going out and kicking ass like you guys did, man. It just must have been. I know what it felt like for me in the stands, but uh, but you guys are kind of our heroes, and here you are. So I, I want you to try to pump that into my veins. I mean, what, what what did that feel like to all of you? I guess we can start off with you, right? Did you say me? Did you say yeah. me? Mm-hmm. Man, I I tell you this, uh, you know, and I ain't find out till a little while ago. Man, the name, you know, when I got to Southern Miss, TJ. T.J. Slaughter was my big brother. You know, Coach Coach them had uh, – hold on, why I said leaving meeting? Why is it doing – hold on. I don't want to leave meeting. Did I hit the wrong button? Uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good, man. Yeah. You know, T.J. TJ was my big brother and, uh, you know, looked up to him, man, his dang eyes, man, the son of a gun, controlled <laughs> the huddle, uh, controlled the team. You know, it, it, it was something that I wanted to live up to. But then, you know, TJ graduated and the big thing and Marchant played a part of this because he'll come. He used to come and interview. Who's going to replace TJ? Who's going to replace TJ? And by the end of it, you know what I'm saying? I got tired of goddamn TJ. So <laughs> TJ Slaughter was my biggest motivation ever at Southern Miss because all anybody asked was who's going to replace this guy. And at the point, you know, uh, I was ready to like. If he was just the ordinary cat, I would have found that son of a gun and fought him. But I knew, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, you know, being my big brother, I said, he, I, I, I didn't want that battle with him. But, man, it, it was just that, man, the tradition that those guys had, man, with Marshan and then TJ. I just wanted to live up to it. And then, you know, uh, and that's what I think we we done lost in the thing. You know, those guys not trying to live up to what 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 the Marshans and and the TJs and, and, and all of us built. You know, I remember getting the Southern Miss, man. All I thought about with Marshan, I'm like, damn, that's the dopest pitcher ever. Where he they picking up, he's blocking that man. And it, that, some stuff live forever. And that will forever be in Southern Miss history, that picture right there. You know, dad and the Sammy Winder jump and I always just want, man, what if I can get, you know, make one of those things? And and that's what I kind of remember, you know. And then I'm going to tell you this because I'll let somebody else go. So I get drafted. And this is how crazy this son of a gun TJ is. So I get drafted. (laughs) Me and him have the same agent. Have the same agent, right? So we're out and I think we're out in Vegas. And uh, we go out, and uh, he said, "Hey, man, you know I'm the same." He said, "Man, you know I'm the same." TJ, I'm like, "Man, what you talking about? Yeah, I know, man. You got drafted. You know what I'm saying you done started, you started and shit like that. Uh, what, 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 what's up? You telling me around? He's like, "Man, I still knock a mother sucker out." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "God, I said, man, you still fighting?" He's like, "Hell yeah, I don't care." I said, "God, dang. <laughs> 
And you there starting <laughs> laughing. But uh, I never forget that. And I was like, man, I don't know. This he he ain't make believe. What you saw and what I, I said, shit. He he is what he is, man. And I never forget that, man. I'm still the same knock song out. Man. I, I gotta tell you, so I gotta much. tell you a TJ story. I gotta pop it on this one. TJ Ferguson, <laughs> remember this, this one. one's good. <laughs> so 99, my first so TJ, I was Seymour, 9902. My first away game was Nebraska. So we're flying back. I mean, we had pretty much whooped their ass went for two turnovers. So yeah. TJ goes to the bathroom, they hand out ice cream, right? For some reason, I was the last person to get ice cream. TJ comes back, did not get any ice cream, he was pissed. He like hits the chair in front of him, bam, which was my chair. So I'm sitting there like, <laughs> like <laughs> an angrier than usual TJ Slaughter behind you. Angry, he didn't get his ice cream, and I got the last ice cream. So that's awesome. And, and, and you made it. You made it off the plane to tell about it. I almost didn't after what all went down in Nebraska with me getting kicked out of the stadium, but <laughs> that's that's another showing of itself. Yeah. So we'll let the other guys chime in. All right. So. Um, you ask me that question again. What's the question? Uh, yeah, just uh, you know, I was just kind of wondering what it was like for you guys. Um, just anything that, that comes to mind as far as um, being at Southern Miss, uh, running out of the tunnel, um, looking at a packed house, and um, just that feeling that you got uh, specifically playing at the Rock. Well, when I was at Southern Miss, we were family. You know, that's what that's what I looked at. Then with my brothers. And I mean, I took everything personal. And like Marchant, Brian Burns, Avi McCray, Jerry Harris, Eugene Harmon, all them were like dogs. Like everybody was a dog back in the day. I mean, we didn't mess around. You didn't play with the football. You didn't mess with the football team. You fought one, you fought all, you know? And we had rules. We had coaches had rules, but we as players had rules, you know? And it's always like I, I say, it's a whole bunch of dogs on the team, but I don't see no no leaders of the pack. I don't see no head wolf, no more. Like Marchant, now when they was in the the throne, they was the wolf. They was the head wolf. You know, we was the dogs. We were the pack, and they was the pack leader. And we police. We did everything. We seen somebody get out of line. Oh, of course, coach would get on you, but we would get on you. You know, if somebody went doing right. They would let us test them. We would about fight each other if we was doing something wrong against the team. And nowadays, when you see Southern Miss, I see, I mean, I was, I came out there for the 97 reunion or something, and I was shaking the guys' hands and I was slapping their hands. And some of the players was like, ow. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, and I, it just tripped me out. Now, The Rock, that was my backyard. That was my house. And ain't nobody finna come in my house and do nothing to it. And when I went to your house and we was away game, we took it as like, we finna mud up your house. And literally, we took it personal. I think uh, we challenged each other. I mean, on defense, we went at each other. When we went against the offense, if things weren't going right, we started fights. <laughs> you know, if somewhere right, if, if people weren't crunk, we would push the button a little bit. I remember one time Coach Bauer whispered to my ear. He was like, this is a sucking practice, TJ. I said, okay, we're going to turn it up. And me and Sid Blackman had got into it, God uh, rest his soul. And uh, we started a whole team brawl. Then practice was <laughs> it. 
You know, it was just a minute. <laughs> and it's just like I, I say, it's like coaches, you have to find who your leaders are. And your leaders have to take themselves and stand out from the norm. They have to do things right. You can't cut no corners. I talk to JT, John Thompson all the time. And that's my that's my that's my buddy because he's always preaching about cutting corners, cut corners, cut corners. So you got to have some guys that does it right all the time. If they don't go do it right, they punish themselves. And that's the thing I think we had back then. We had a loyal group of guys. I mean, I remember I stayed in from the club one night and guys got into it at the club, and they come knocking at my door, get me out of bed. I put on some church plants and a sweatshirt oh. and went outside. And I'm like, what's going on? And we handle business. And everybody got in safely and everything else. So I just feel like the unity of the team and the brotherhood and camaraderie is not there no more. I mean, like just from Marchant passing the torch to me, me passing the torch to Rod and Michael Bowley and all them. Like all these guys came in. I I watched them the whole time. Like I watched USL football to nobody there I knew again. Like, all of them, I felt like, was my little brother. Rod ain't telling one story, though, and he ain't telling that one about Miami, but I'm going to leave that one alone. We'll leave it all here. But uh, The Rock is always like, you got to understand, when you go to The Rock and you come out there, that's just like, I looked at The Rock like a prison cell. And when you go in, you going to leave, you going to leave, but you ain't going to leave out walking. And that's where you look. I remember one time it was like 110 degrees out there at the Rock. And we was out there, white jerseys, everything. Coach said, put on all black. We finna show them. And we came out there, killed, I think it was Tulane, because the year before they had beat us. And we beat the dog crap out of them. But I, the Rock was always like, I could look in the stands and people like right there. Like they like, mm-hmm. to me, they could touch our head almost. They were yeah. so close. And, um, uh, we just I always got a good vibe and a good feeling. Like when I walked into the rock, it was like, okay, it's showtime. It's my house. Right. Right. And, you know, you, you made a, a, a few great points right there. It's tough to impact. You just said, but you mentioned words like family and leaders and uh, like a leader of the pack. And, and, you know, and you even said Bauer's name, all three of you guys played for coach Bauer. I don't think Gerald's back on Gerald's with back. us yet. Yeah, Gerald's back. Yep. Okay. Well, great. Well, Gerald, you can chime in on this too. Um, so you are all about Bauer guys. I think Gerald, you played a little bit with under Fedora, maybe your last year, but um, we'll start with you, Gerald, if you're there. Yeah. Um, I'm here. Yeah. Just talk a little about, about Bauer, man. Like uh, what was it like? I mean, he's a living legend. Um, was just the face of not only Southern Miss football, but um, he was kind of the face of the underdog nationally. I thought he was the face of USM totally. And uh, you guys all play for him. So, you have any uh, any uh, any stories about Coach Bauer or your feelings towards uh, playing for him? Oh man, just being just want to be real, you know. And um, man, it's just funny to listen to all these guys from the different decades. And I just want to let you guys know ahead of time, man. Everything that you guys did, um, it did resonate with the guys that 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 still was coming through Southern Miss. And I just want to let you guys know, TJ, never got a chance to meet you personally, but uh, the stories, I mean, um, and that's one of the things when you leave, I think as all of us, when you leave, you just, you remember your times. 
And, and you always wondered, you know, just kind of even like parents, you always wonder, man, are my kids doing what I'm teaching them or are they remembering the things, um, the examples that I'm showing you? And I just want to just 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 confirm that from all three of you guys that that everything you guys did, it it, 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 it came my way, came my way because I think I'm the youngest one here. And um, you guys may not know me from Adams, but but, you know, I came to Southern Miss with that same mindset that, man, I can go to SEC, but if you're going to be the best, then, then go somewhere where everybody else is calling you an underdog and then proving wrong. You know, I've always been undersized. You know, I've always been picked on and bullied. Football was my way out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Football was my love. Southern Miss was a place you come and you hit somebody in the mouth and folks cheer. I ain't never been at a place like that. You know, I was going to Auburn. They was going like, they was going crazy for Cadillac, Ronnie Brown and them. I came down there Southern Miz, they was playing South Florida, ride them, blocked the field goal. He done blocked the field goal and got just got up and just, I mean, I think he, I think you decapitated the holder. I don't even know what happened, but that, <laughs> man, man, that place was going nuts. I ain't never seen a place go nuts for the defense. And I said, man, I got to be a part of that. Jeff Bauer, um, and just speaking, you know, everybody's talking about Southern Miss this. And, man, if you know your history, Southern Miss has been beating Ole Miss and, and Mississippi State for a long time now. Bowers is Bowers is one of those lifetime coaches. When you talk about a, a Petrino or you talk about a Jim uh, a Fisher or you talk about a Saban, he's – that's legacy. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a Philip former. You're talking about a guy coached over 20 years and talking about winning seasons, winning seasons, winning consecutive winning seasons. And Bauer, and I mean, you just, and just Southern Miss ain't going to play no slaps. <laughs> we ain't going to play no slaps. So, I mean, Bowers was one of those guys. They, they don't make it. They don't make them like him no more. They don't make them like him right. no more. He brought guys in. He developed guys. Not only did he develop them as football players, one of the things that I know just as being a coach in my college, in my coaching career, man, he developed guys as men. Men. Mm-hmm. Talking about the things that I that I want to instill in my kids. They don't make them like that no more. It was, you know, it was about winning, but at the same time, it was a right way to win and a wrong way to win. You don't win, you know what I mean? If you're gonna win, you're gonna do the right, the right stuff. The little things. You're going to make sure you go on to class. You're going to make sure you in on time. You're going to make sure you don't cut no corners. You know what I mean? Like, and it, it, that accountability, yeah. that accountability, like, I'm not, I'm just being real. Like, I made it in the league because I had that type of structure. I got to the league and I got there and I was, I was groomed. I was groomed how to be a professional. Everything we did at Southern Miss was professional. First class. We, we might not have had the first class resources. But we carried ourselves first class. You the last person on the bus, you late. You five minutes early. You five minutes early and you the last one walking, you late. My hour time, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like real talk. You sitting there, you sitting there in the meeting room and it's and it's game time and you 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 talking. Oh, okay, then bet. Nah, it's yeah. locked in. Y'all know what I'm talking about when you in that you in that film room and it be like, ah, damn, <laughs> oh combo, ready, break. And the whole room break and then the film and who got this and who got that. Come on now. Yeah. Coaches don't do that, guys. Coaches don't do that. And y'all know coaches don't do that. And to have ours do that in a time period of, of that, man, that's special. 
that's special. No doubt. Hey, Marshan, jump in here. With some yeah, yeah, me personally. Stuff. I mean, I, I could go on and on about Coach Barr, what he means to me. I mean, mm -hmm. you guys know my my history. My story was well publicized while I was in college. Um, you know, parents, mom, you know, suicide when I was eight. Dad dies in prison when I'm 12. So I'm raising a boy's home through my high school years. I got this big old chip on my shoulder, you know, me against the world mentality. Football was definitely my avenue out. And, um, you know, I had a couple offers, D1 offers, and wound up being Texas Tech and Southern Miss. And, man, Southern Miss just hit home. It was this middle of the SEC country, you know, uh, us against the world mentality. Um, the black attack is what it was called back then, not just the nasty bunch. I mean, we had a whole theme going back then. And, and then, you know, uh, Bauer, you know, I, to me, I, I needed a father figure. There's no doubt about that in my life. And John Thompson was definitely that guy, but Coach Bauer was definitely the, the head of the family. And, um, you know, so, so just like TJ said, like these guys are saying, I mean, it, it was just, it's like a family atmosphere, man. And, you know, those guys took me under their wing, groomed me as a man, which was most important. You know, the football thing is great and all that, but, but Bauer groomed me into a man. And then obviously TJ knows uh, my senior year, TJ's uh, sophomore year, you know, Bauer's, Coach Bauer's daughter is passing the week yeah. of the Nevada game. And um, you talk about rally for a, for a guy who's been there for you forever and will do anything for you. And uh, he still coached that game. And, you know, cause he, he just had a job to do and he, he knew that's, you know, that's what he needed to do. So he, he was already, you know, high level father figure in my life. But after that week with his daughter, what he dealt with, we came out dressed in all black and you talk about a nasty defense that week. Um, mm -hmm. You know, definitely to do something good for Coach Bauer. And, but, but that alone, what, you know, that, what he went through that my senior year and still, you know, went, we won the Liberty Bowl and, you know, he's hugging his daughter walking off the field. And that was just a special moment. And a lot of that was for Coach Bauer, not just for us, you know, and um, really directed at him and everything he did. So, yeah, he was, you know, for some guys, really a big-time father figure, that's for sure. Wow, Marcia. See, I, I, you know, I knew that happened, but I didn't know that happened during the season. Yeah, week in Nevada, man, and we came out dressed in all black for the game, and it, it was just, it was an attitude that week, man. We got to rally around Coach Bauer, and he coached still that week, man. That was that was a rough, that was a rough time for us because she was, she was my little eagle buddy back then and stuff, and you know, she little girl around, you know, and I'd known her for years, and wow, man, just. That was a rough week, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. The Bauer family was like, they were family to us, man. Yeah. Sure. They were kind of like royalty. Uh, yeah. You know, it's kind of, kind of fit into that, too. You know, I mean, when I see, even like when I see Lee Roberts still walking around campus and uh, it's weird. I mean, like now I, I feel like, you know, Marshan's like one of our friends. <laughs> and to us, it's just like, you know, I couldn't, couldn't believe it. It's one of my heroes. Um, so it's cool. Um, it's great getting to see all you guys in, in one spot like this. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, did you guys have any one person that you patterned your game after? I mean, some of you have mentioned, I think Gerald was talking about Rod, uh, and I, maybe it did just kind of bleed over. Uh, but, like, when you were growing up as a as a kid before you got to college, uh, is there anybody you, you wanted to play just like? We'll start oh, off with TJ. Oh, TJ, okay, yeah. Yeah. Who? Me? Yeah. Yeah, just anybody that you pat after uh growing up as a kid who, who was your idol um so let me just tell you a little bit a little bit i'm gonna be quick though i was uh i grew up real angry a lot so i was i don't want to bring up my parents too much because i don't want to 
them to feel bad because my mom's still alive. So some stuff that touches her in a certain way. So I ain't going to talk about her too much. But I was kicked out at 13. And my coaches, my little league coaches were men, like real men. Um, Coach Darrell Whittington, there's a book written, written about him. Like we lost two games in eight years. And he was a beast. And um, they always fed my anger. I was mad at the world. I was mad at a lot of things that I grew up in. And so they was like, you can do something positive. It's easy to go out and join a gang. It's easy to go get messed up. It's easy to go do drugs or get girls pregnant and all like this. But make some out yourself. Make these people hurt and um, you show them that you can succeed and do the positive thing. It's easy to do the negative thing. So I took it as a challenge. When I came to Southern Miss, I was I thought I was going to Alabama. Two days before, I mean, I, I think two days before signing day, the NCAA took away 14 day scholarships. And they recruited nine linebackers a year before me. And then I talked to Jeff Bauer and I was like, I it was close to home. And I just liked the atmosphere of Southern Miss. And I chose them over Arkansas. And uh, when I got down there, I remember they came to my room to cut my hair because they had this rookie hazing thing. <laughs> and they had the keys to my door and they opened the door. And I ain't know none of these guys. I did. And I was borderline psychotic. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I had a butterfly knife in one hand. I, this is the gods of the truth. And I was flipping the knife. Whoa. <laughs> and, I, and I had, I think, a, a stick of some in the other hand. And I was like, the first one of you touched me, I'm going to cut you. <laughs> <laughs> like, they like, and I just sat there. I didn't look at them. I didn't move. I just kept flipping my butterfly knife. And they shut the door left. And Sherrod Gideon was next, was the room next door to me. And they didn't get to him because they wanted to go through my bathroom to get to him. And they couldn't get, they weren't scared to come in my room. And there was Chris Buckhalter. Now, if y'all don't know Chris Buckhalter, Chris Buckhalter had a, a, a legacy before I even got there. I had already heard about him, and I had watched him on field jump on people that he had. People tackled him. He jumped on the side, beating him up. When I first seen him, I was like, hey, who is this dude? Like, the coaches were like, they scared of him. I said, oh, <laughs> they going to feel me like that. And I knew it once I got on the field that me and him was going to get into it. I had I already knew it. I knew it. And one day we got to fight <laughs> and it they broke us up, but I ripped my fingernail off and I, I like, I wouldn't stop. So they sent me in and I don't think I really tried to pattern myself out of anybody. I seen people do their versions of hits and I have been trained since I was a boy, how to hit on the rise and flip people. So I was always taught to hit on the rise, start low and hit up, start low and hit up. And it's a technique. And a lot of people don't get it. They don't understand it because they see somebody coming at them. You just got to get lower than the ball count. If, if he running full force, you hit him with full force. Whoever got the leverage, you normally going to flip that guy. And I knew how to hit. And you can't be scared. And that's one thing you can't. You can't have fear. And I didn't have no fear of anything. I probably had more fear of seeing myself on film getting knocked on my butt than anything. Cause I felt like these are my guys. These are my family. I'm willing to do anything for them. I can't let them see me get embarrassed. I can't. And that was the mentality I took for everything. So 
it's kind of crazy because the same mentality that I brought to the league, because I heard somebody say that they prepared for the NFL. Gerald said that when I got to the league, they were like, "We, you got to calm down. They were trying to control me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, hold up. You asked them at Southern Miss, will I do this? Will I do this? And when I do this? And whatever I brought to the NFL, when I left Southern Miss, I brought the same thing to the NFL. They didn't want that. I couldn't be controlled. They want control violence. And you weren't going to control me. Like if somebody did something in practice, I would fight right there in practice. And they start finding me for fighting in the NFL. And I'm like, hold up, don't take my money, run me. And I'm like, no, you ain't gonna get time. We're gonna hit you in the pocket. I'm like, dude, I'm from the streets. You need to run me, don't take my money. So that had me big time confused when I got to the NFL. Cause I didn't understand they had me running out on kickoff, busting the five-man wedge with linemen. Then I went straight to defense. I half the time I'd be out of my brain. And playing defense, <laughs> and it just it was just a crazy situation. So, I think to each individual, we take some from one another, but everybody had their unique game. Like I watched Rod, I like I watched Gerald, and um, I watched how them play. Everybody brought them different. I knew Marchant, I knew how Marchant did what he did, but everybody brought some different to the game. I think we all had different attitudes and everything else. Like Marchant, I remember he took me to the boys' home with him that he was raised in when we went to New Orleans. We used to take trips and stuff. <laughs> so it was a learning process. And so I took everything Marchant gave me, and I tried to put TJ's spin on it. And I think Rod did the same thing. I, I, Gerald did the same thing. I watched all these guys as young players, and I watched how they did things. I wouldn't necessarily say that, oh, they, they trying to be. I said, I'm proud of that cat. Rod is being Rod. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he committed himself with me. He might have said, I'm going to be tenacious like TJ. I'm going to try to bring TJ attitude to this. But Rod was Rod. Yeah, Rod was Rod. And he tackled every damn thing he saw, I thought. <laughs> 122 <laughs> tackles in one season. Holy crap. Um, well, what about you other guys, uh, Rod, um, as, as far as, you know, who you might have patterned your game after? Well, uh, I guess – you know, growing up, man, it, it was it was me. You know, I was a I was a basketball player. I thought I was a basketball player, and then uh, so I really didn't. You know, my high school year, my first two years in high school, I, I started corner and safety, and I was a late developer. Uh, so I was, you know, I tell my boys now, if I bring mine in, uh, Marshank, no, he wasn't at the game. But he'll see him this year, maybe last football season. But you'll see, I got a ninth grader, man, and he's nothing but five three. Now I wasn't that small, but uh, I was a late developer, so I I started corner and safety my first. I mean, not my first, my sophomore junior year, and I graduated high school about five eleven, one hundred eighty five pounds, and I just grew. You know, from my my senior year to the end of my freshman year, man, I grew about two and a half, three inches and gained about 30 pounds. Um, so I really didn't have. But coming up, my my my, my guy was uh, my guy was Ray Lewis and he really wasn't. So it kind of happened at college. I could never, you know, the the TJ Slaughter mentality, man, you, you just don't understand the tenacity this guy played with and you. The thing about it is it's like 
man, like he said, he was always freaking angry, man. I'm like, what dude, why are you, you know what I'm saying? You always, god dang, bro. You know what I'm saying? Relax. But, you know, it wasn't my place to say it because, you know, I was a freshman coming in. But uh, I was like, golly, and, you know, and, and you know, and that was the thing. That's why I say, you know, Coach Bauer came up to him and was like, hey, TJ, this pra- practice sucks. You know what I'm saying? Oh, TJ, hey, hey, man, we need to get the intensity up. Well, Bauer did the same thing with me. And and like I told Bauer, I'm not TJ, man. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't finna go out there and just fight a son of a gun. You know, because I just heard stories after stories of TJ, uh, Patrick Sertan. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it just goes on and on, man. The Van Hall store, I keep it Van Hall, but God dang it, these son of a gun. Lived it, but uh, <laughs> but so I can't really say I, I I patterned myself. I love. I wanted to be that leader. I knew I couldn't be, bring that that uh, leadership or tenacity like TJ, but I wanted to get it with my words. So I try to lead more like a more Ray Lewis, be a more of a vocal leader. So that's what I was when I was at Southern Miss, more of a vocal guy, trying to get those guys to uh you know rally around uh coach Bauer and uh coach Nicks because I didn't coach Thompson recruited me but I didn't have the pleasure to uh to play under him coach Womack was my first uh defensive coordinator and then it became coach Tyrone Nicks who's uh was also a, a great father figure in my in my eyes for me you know to help me along the way uh and I tell you a Bible story then I let the other guys I never forget man because everybody you know, everybody we, we own here because of what we did, you know, as players. But I remember my uh, first my uh, freshman year, you know, uh, TJ had already gone because this happened in uh, in January. And, uh, and, and we we all make mistakes. So I get, you know, and I said I get it uh, get in some trouble and uh, I get arrested. And I'd never forget walking down Van Hall, the whole wall, man. It felt like the Green Mile, man. All my teammates come out and they just shaking their head in disappointment in me and, and and stuff like that. And, you know, my buddies come and get me out. I call Coach Nicks, man, what I need to do. And, you know, the thing that Coach Bow that out that that I'll never forget, you know, he talked to me and he told me, he said, hey. I'm going to make you call your mom and tell her what you did. And man, that was the one of the hardest conversations I ever had. And it was one of those things that after that, I didn't want to let down my mom first. And I didn't want to let down coach Bow because uh, he just meant that, that, that much to me, but doing it that way, it just resonated with me more than if he would have just called my mom and tell her what happened. And, you know, you know, many don't know that or and different stuff like that. But Bauer behind closed doors helped me out tremendously. And, man, uh, I, I, I'm just so thankful for, for him and stuff like that. And 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 sometimes I say this and I, I let Marchant. I feel like if I was before TJ, if I was before TJ and TJ was after me, I don't know if it would have went in the direction that it would have went in. And what I mean is that I try to talk people, try, try to talk to my teammates, TJ force people. And what I mean is guys start to, to 
not not in and this is this is southern miss talk talk not started to respect who bauer actually is those young players that started coming in and as i look back at it i should have had a more of a leadership role in that and telling this this is where it gotta be this is what it gotta be because my senior year we was just better than everybody in 03 we just had talent all you know what i'm saying but the the work ethic and the family part that TJ and and and, and Marshane has built had left. And, and all I can think about, you know, yeah, my legs, my last year, we won a championship, but what did I leave over? And I don't think I left enough leadership qualities to those groups behind because what happened, the talent levels kind of fell off compared to where we was at my year. And I, and I just, and that that haunts me because I knew we could have left. I could have left uh, McGrath and those guys a better a better situation than than what I came into. I came in a whole lot better situation uh, than McGrath and them did because I think you start on that tail end toward that part. But that's my time. Sorry. Yeah, that was that's great, man. man. No, no, thanks for uh, we brought up two thousand three, and that always makes me smile because that that two thousand three. TCU game in the rock is still the loudest college football game I've ever been to. I was front row of the student section and I've, I've been all over the Southeast watching the golden Eagles play football and nothing has been louder than that night. I mean, you can feel the pressure of the crowd noise on your eardrums. That was so much fun, but uh, yeah. 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 Rod, if there's one thing I'm jealous of you, it's playing in that game at the rock, man, when they <laughs> came and tore down the goalpost, man, I was, you could just feel it for the TV. I couldn't be there, but golly. Yeah. Wait, hey, man. Jason, get- <laughs> that that was nuts, but I say this was what really made me like, man, I made the right decision is when TJ then went to Nebraska, we didn't win, but when they walked off the field and Nebraska gave them a standing ovation, man, how well they played, man. I was like, wow, that was awesome. I was like a fan. I wanted to go. I think I ended up going one of the people that that when they flew back in was waiting there cheering on, man. Like I was just a kid. You know what I'm saying? That that resonated like, wow, this is what it's about. This is what it's about. What you got to be? Yeah, Jason, kind of getting that topic with uh, – I'm a New Orleans guy, born and raised. So I was mm-hmm. raised on 80 Saints football at the Dome Patrol, man. I was blessed to be be at games with Ricky uh, Ricky Jackson, Vaughn Johnson, Sam Mills, and Pat Swilling. So the, all four of those guys together kind of molded into one with the right. greatest poster of all time with them with the, the shades on, with the Jeep behind them, with the Superdome behind them. Remember that? So I definitely the, the Dome Patrol was somebody I always looked up to and, and always wanted to be like those guys. And and what's funny to, to kind of give TJ even more props. I mean, it's you, you can't beef up TJ Slaughter enough. So TJ's a sophomore, you know, when I got there, and uh, and I was pretty aggressive. I, I was a, I was an angry guy. There's no doubt about that. But I was like, man, how do I get the intensity of TJ Slaughter, man? It was, it was just like, like, man, TJ, you you made us up our game all the time. And I witnessed the Chris Buckhalter fight. I saw it. And it's still the greatest football fight I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. You two going at it. It was like, all right, nobody's messing with TJ. He just he put his stamp of approval on everybody there. But no, you 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 helped me up my game, TJ, a lot, man. I mean, your intensity was just through the roof. I'm pretty <laughs> nervous here, you know, listening to you guys talk about it and staring at TJ's green eyes. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, um, hey, Gerald, do you want to chime in? Yeah, man. So uh, for me, it would have been um, Lawrence Taylor growing up, Ken Norton, 
Um, man, I love Lawrence Taylor, man. The clothesline and people. Um, and then I guess uh, Derrick Brooks. Derrick Brooks, once I got to high school, and then uh, then coming into Southern Miss, it was a mixture. Like I, I came into a good a, a, a good situation. I mean, you had uh, I saw Rod. Um, I saw Rod the year before. Then you got I got a chance to see uh, Michael Bowley. You got Cash. You got uh, Stewart. I mean, then you had uh, Kevin Schooley, uh, <laughs> Dylan. You know, like so. I mean, it was linebacker. You still, um, and like I'm saying, like it, it. My true freshman year, I had to have surgery on my shoulder. They went up and beat Nebraska, and I man, you talk about Rob being a fan, man. I was a fan because I was. I could I didn't have a car, so I couldn't get to the uh, air the airport to to meet them. But man, we was in bond all man, running up and down, running up <laughs> every time they would score, we run up and down the hallway <laughs> screaming. Oh man! But uh, like no, like my game came a little bit from everybody because uh, I, I never I never saw a linebacker pass rush like like Michael Bowler could. Like he he could line up on a on a guard and he was gonna win every time. Like it was it was unreal, unreal. And then you got Anton, uh the yeah, cash, cash man, like if he struck you, we would go, we would go in uh practice and we like I'll be his tackling dummy. Like I never would want to go with him because like every time he would tackle or he would wrap you up, like your whole body would shake. Like you you would feel it. It would hurt. And then you had Natan who was just he was just a savvy vet. Like he just knew the nuances of how to how to make the play. So I mean, my game was like pretty much catered a little bit around all of them, um, and then that leadership that you saw that you saw uh, Rod. Like I mean, when you got a guy like Ty Nix that running that type of defense, like your mic is going to have to be the, the the quarterback of the of the team. Like you got to know what everybody does, and so um, I try to mimic a little bit of everybody. Um, try to you know just from the guys that came before me. Because, um, I mean, just being honest, I mean, I love Georgia. I really didn't know a whole lot about Southern Miss coming up until um, my high school career and when I start start actually looking at schools. And so, you know, just looking at the past greats, guys that, you know, was having success. And, I mean, we, like I said, like it was linebacker you. It's always been linebacker you. We got to do, you know, we got the team's kind of, uh, you know, on the way back up right now. And you guys mentioned passing down information. What would you say? to these current Southern Miss football players? And I'll start it off with TJ. It's attitude. You got to bring attitude. You got to bring something that you're fighting for. You know, y'all got to figure out what you out here for. What are you trying to do? Like I ask players a lot of times, what's your why? Why are you out here playing football? What do you want to do? Are you out here just uh, being a uniform? You out here trying to get a letterman, get a, a, a education? Are you out here trying to, do it all. I wanted to do it all. I wanted to get my education for free. I wanted to knock the crap out people. And I and I like celebrate with my teammates. Ain't nothing better than winning. And it's like I tell everybody, is that your brother? Okay, if this is your teammate, how you want to look at him, he's counting on you and you count on him. I ain't never wanted to be a guy to let my let my partner down. And that's why I look at it. If if I don't do something right, I'm letting you down. If I let this guy get by you and block you and I don't make the tackle, I'm letting you down. I never wanted to look at and see in football. I always tell you the eye in the sky don't lie because everything's recorded. And I hate it going to the film room 
and watch me get knocked on my butt. I just, that's like the ultimate disrespect to me. So that's the way I look at it. I just, I would tell these guys, what's they, why? Why are you doing it? And if they didn't say the right answer, I I kick half of them out of there. I get some real, if I had to play with 22 players that was real and that's going to fight and somebody else come on, I'll test them. Like, this is, I'm going to tell you a story about Coach Nix. Coach Nix brought Brian Bell in. Brian Bell was a Juco, Juco linebacker that was like one of the tops in the nation. When he got us the first day on the field in pads, I didn't know who the hell Brian Bell was in that, but I heard his name. They were like, oh, Brian Bell come here. Brian, the Juco linebacker. Like, I don't give a fuck who Brian Bell is. This is my linebacker. <laughs> so we cut on the field. He said, there go T.J. Slaughter. B. Bell, there go T.J. Slaughter. What's that shit you was talking and I was like, what? Like, literally, like, what? <laughs> then he was like, yeah, you were talking that shit? Like, you could whoop his ass and all this? There he is. And he said, y'all go one-on-one right now. Line up. Now, we two linebackers. Coach Nix put us one-on-one. And we go at it. And I got the best. And then it was a hush-hush. And that's where it is. Sometimes you got to challenge each other. We two linebackers going at each other. I mean, we went straight at it. And we didn't even like no... It was hidden, then a little bit of fight. And that's where it was, because it was like, we're going to establish who the real dog right now. And sometimes you got to do that. You got to see what players are going to really sacrifice for you. And once you find them, them your leaders. And that's what I'll say. Who my dogs? And they can raise their hand. Then I'm going to say, what if he get out of line? What you going to do? I'm going to put him back in line. Okay, what if he get out of line? Put him back in line. All right, y'all go one-on-one right now. They can be in the same position. You can be two running backs. I don't care. Go one-on-one and see who the real men. And then you make your leaders up and you pick your team captains, men. Our team captains, every time we had team captains, there was dudes you can respect. And that, I mean, respect all the way around the field. From the classroom, and I ain't going to say they made straight A's or anything else, but you better what? They're going to be in class. They're going to be sitting in the front. They ain't going to be back there going to sleep. They ain't cutting no corners. They showing up for every workout and everything else. They were just guys you can live by and do the right thing by. And if you needed them, you can reach out to them. We ain't have to always go to coach. We can go some of the players sometime. And if they can, we, they can have the answer, then we go to coach. And we talk to coach like, man, and if you did something wrong, you would, you might have got in trouble, but you respected you. Gerald, I see you lighting up. You want to chime in? Any, any nah, words? No, nah, he preaching. <laughs> like, that is a dog shit. It's a dog <laughs> shit. You know I mean, nah, I mean, but like people don't understand that. And I don't think this generation of kids understand that, especially when you're talking about playing defense. Like you sacrificing. Yeah. Like you sacrificing. Like you sacrificing your body. Like if you're supposed to spill the ball for somebody else to make the tackle, then you got to do that. And then like if you're supposed to make the play, then you make the play. And and it's a level of expectation. Amen. And that, that's the difference. That's the difference between – uh, when you're talking about a good culture and a, a a confident culture and a cocky culture, a cocky culture and, and confidence, it, 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 it gets twisted because it looks the same. You can be confident and, and, and people could think you, you cocky. But confidence is knowing that you're prepared, that you know, no matter what, like you may be bigger, stronger, faster than me, but you ain't going to go all day because as soon as you bend over, I know I got you. I know I got you. I know I got you. 
and, and, and Southern Miss, it was built on being confident. And it wasn't being, and, and, and the, the 11 people that were out there, they were proving it. You ain't just get thrown out there. You ain't just get be no five star and you come to Southern Miss and you a freshman and you just gonna go out there and play. No, you're gonna earn your stripes. You're gonna earn your stripes. Like what he's saying, like that's the truth. That's the only way I know football to be played on defense. That's the only way. I don't want to play with nobody that ain't going to give me everything they got. Because I don't want to be average. And that's Southern Miss ain't average. And when you when you put that black and gold on, and that, that, that shit means something. It means something. It's pride. It's, it's more than just, oh, you know, hey, we are SEC school. Nah, it means more than that. It means it, you, you fighting with other people that got the same like mind as you do. We all blue collar people. We all came from a little bit of nothing, but we have aspirations to work for whatever it is we want in life. We don't want no handouts. That dog check is real, but we dog checked every game. Cause I tell them, man, if we're gonna play at SEC, man, and you ain't about that life, you stay in the locker room. Cause I don't want to be playing in the third quarter and you you realize they put this, they putting their stuff on the same way we putting it on. Like that, that it's a it's a mentality. That's all it is. It's all it is. It's a mentality. These guys right here that speaking, come. They don't. They don't make them like like y'all no more. They don't make them like y'all no more. I played the game and I wanted to be just like y'all. And it's just it's just good to be sitting around like minded like minded people and to and, and just to know like man, I ain't the only one that's that that feels that way. So if I got anything to lead to the new generation is understand. Understand you you ain't the first one to do this. Understand you come from a line of greatness. Greatness. Not not no average, but greatness. Just because just because the, the, the D1 and all these people don't want to give you give Southern Miss they flowers, it ain't for them. Everybody know if you see some if you see some Southern Miss gear on some somebody, you know they went to Hattiesburg to get it. That's the only way you're gonna find. <laughs> Y'all know what it is. It's it's an exclusive club. Everybody can't be in our club. Y'all know, y'all know how it was. Y'all know it's spring ball. Y'all got all them people that come. They like, oh man, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And then when you strap them pads on, then you see what you see what it you see what it really is. You see what it really is. It's a family. It's a family environment. And like everything he's saying, like that that's real. I ain't even play with him. I ain't even see him play. But then was the same. That's the same. That's that. That's what our culture mindset was. It wasn't like Coach Byron them. Now nah, we we gonna self police the the players. I will host guys, and I'll be real. I will host guys, five star, three star recruits, and I tell them straight up, big dog. Like, hey man, look, we ain't flashy, we ain't all this. Like, if if you want to go somewhere where it's gonna be a big crowd and you are gonna get all the whoop de woo, hey, then go 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 be it. But if you want to come here and you want to work and get that work and grind every single day, then this might be the place for you. I tell them straight up. If you don't, if, if you want to come here and you don't want to work, this ain't the place for you. We had some guys. We had some guys. I mean, one of one of we play wide receiver. We we literally try to kick him off the team. Like we try to make him quit. We try to make him quit. We sitting out there. We running. You ain't making your time. Come on. Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't care how much the coach wants you out here. I don't want you out here. These other guys don't want you out here. We'll rock with it. We'll rock with a walk on. Uh, he, he he's speaking truth. He's speaking truth. Like that's all truth. That's that. I mean, that's. Shh. If I could play again, 
Oh. Damn, Gerald, I'm about to tackle somebody right now. Man, that he's speaking to you because you shout Angela. Because you playing Damn, for Gerald. pride, man. You, you, you playing the game for free, y'all. Y'all know that, man. We out there, man. We playing for free. We was out there playing for free, but you was doing it for the love of the person beside you. It ain't nothing greater than that. And I'm talking about, you talking about school pride. When you were talking about The Rock was your home. Man, you don't let nobody come up in your home and disrespect your crib. And then right. you talking about we gonna go to other places. Oh yeah, we stepping our feet all on your couch. This our <laughs> home. Like I mean, that's that's the mind, but that's the mindset we had every single day, though. Not 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 just when we sitting around the table and talking. That was every day, every day. Yep. I don't know if it's quite the equivalent of uh, stepping on somebody else's couch, but Marchant pretty much did that when he took the. Floor. And stuck it right in the middle of the LSU's field. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was a fun time, man. Went into Baton Rouge and, you know, growing up LSU and then doing that in Tiger Stadium. That was a blast. A picture around social media to prove it. But, no, man, you hear TJ and Gerald talk like that, man. It, it's uh, Coach Will Hall who, who gets Southern Miss. He totally gets it. We got the right guy in charge. There's no doubt about that. But he had me talk to the team earlier this year. So um, you can kind of feel with TJ Rod, these guys, I mean, I was pissed off a lot when I was at Southern Miss. I had a chip on my shoulder. I just did. I, I disliked other schools. I disliked other teams. I mean, I really disliked people. Uh, if you if you spited me the wrong way, we took that to the field, man. And to really get that drilled in you to, to feel like that, you know, some can do it, some can't. I definitely felt, you know, with guys like TJ and some of the cats I played with, Rod after Gerald, you can see it in their tone. I mean, you just had a lot of guys with attitude, man. I mean, like, man, even if we lose today, golly, I'm going to leave my blood and guts out on this field. I promise you that. So, uh, but just the total attitude, just PO'd when you're playing. And I, I was coaching my son's seventh, eighth grade team last year, and I, I used to tell the kids, you don't want to hit them right here, man. You want to hit through them. You don't want to stop here and hit them. Go through them, man. And that's, you know, things like that, man. Just that kind of intensity on how to play football. And that that's what the – that's that's what you gotta have, and that's that's Southern Miss to me, man. Just a bunch of angry cats, <laughs> just just at the rock. Can't say what we want to say. Yeah, <laughs> we want to. Man, say. I, I had the worst mouth, Gerald. Man. <laughs> you can't say what you want to say. Come, I, I just want to spit it all out. But I, I don't know. I think you guys may uh, misunderestimate how whiskey drunk I get on most of these episodes and what comes out of my mouth. So take a <laughs> shot. If you want to say something, say it. <laughs> well, you can beat my whole everybody knows I got a bad mouth. <laughs> we can put a disclaimer on it. Marge will okay. be all right. Hey, but we're gonna talk. Question I got a question for you guys. Was this still that mentality that we gonna we gonna see the second string quarterback or the third string quarterback at some point in the game? Was was that was was that the mindset going in the games? Did y'all have that too? Rod, you want to go with that one? Because we've been we've been talking. Man, uh, yeah. It, it, my thing was I I really wasn't on the quarterback. I was on running backs, Man. and I just tried <laughs> to punish the fucking running backs each and every day. And I had an opportunity. I was blessed with the opportunity to play with the best running back ever. Lisa, and this, I know I, I see Sammy Wanda every so often up here, you know what I'm saying? But the best running back, I think, I know that my eyes are seeing, that's the baby bull. And I knew 
battling him each and every day, I knew I can go out there and do anything to these other backs. So it wasn't a quarterback. It was a dang running back that I was trying to punish because them quarterbacks are pretty. They want to put hats on and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? I wanted that running back. And uh, we played some good ones. You know, my freshman year, I remember playing LaDamian Thomas Thomas Thomason in the bowl game. So my mind more was that running back more than quarterback. Gerald, I will chime in with that, though, of a quarterback. It, it, it gives me joy because we're kind of sadistic like that, being defenders like we are. But uh, we're playing Georgia in 96, and we had a guy, Cedric Walfo, could bench 515 pounds. And he was an outside linebacker-type defensive end uh, for that game. And he came off the edge. And Mike Bobo's right here. And Cedric Walfo got a clean shot on him. And I thought he killed him. I really did think he died on the field. He got hit so hard. He got sent to the center of the earth with a hit. <laughs> And, and I just remember just the joy, <laughs> you know, this guy down like that. It just felt <laughs> like that, man. But, yeah, Gerald, like, I remember looking at Bobo, you know, don't get up, stay down, bring the back up in, get get out of here. So, yeah, yeah I know so exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's what is hit. Yeah. <laughs> Sertan Same knocking way. the helmet off of, you know, stuff. Golly. That was that Houston. The, the hit. We yeah. all had hits, but that was the the hit. So speaking of, of uh, punishing running backs, I have to take this opportunity to, uh, to clear up maybe my favorite TJ Slaughter story of all time when it comes to Southern Miss. So we got the man here. He can, he can verify if this happened. So I believe it was a Liberty Bowl, uh, like pre-bowl uh, meal where, where uh, you guys were all sitting there as a team eating. And uh, TJ stands up to tell the team about a dream that he had the night before. And the story goes that you stood up and you were like, I dreamt last night that the running back came through the hole and I hit him so hard he died. And then you just sat back down. Are you talking about Colorado State? Yes. Okay. That's true. But I I actually went to the bathroom and McDougal was in the bathroom. And I wanted to beat his ass, like right there in the bathroom. And it took everything in my power not to jump on this dude because they was making him out to be this big old running back star. And I was like, I'm going to hurt him. And then I had came back out and I said, I just seen him in the bathroom. I was about to, I said, dude, it took everything in my power not to fuck that dude up in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I stood up. I said, man, I tell him, I just seen it. I, I hit him and I killed him. I, I'm going to hit him and I'm gonna, I killed him. See, but. That year we played against Army, and they had some fullback that ran all over Louisville, and I about decapitated him in the game, put him out the game, and I had a couple of big, big, big hits on running backs, just head-on-head collisions. Sean Alexander, I blew him up in the hole, so I really wanted him. I never really got a clean, good, clean shot on McDougal though. I mean, I tackled them all in the backfield and stuff like that, but they kept running them off the edge, but they was they were coming after me. Like, hell, I don't even think they were blocking out the line. They were coming after me. They like they had a better to get me, but we won that game. So, whatever happened, it worked out. They heard you wanted to murder their running backs. They were coming after you. I, I, well, I, I, every it took everything in my power not to jump on that dude in the bathroom. Like he would, he like when I came in, he like hurry up and got out of there. But I wanted to. I, I swear, I wanted to beat him up. I don't know why. I just I had a I I had issues though. I had issues, a lot of issues. Oh, that, that quote, that game, that was uh, 1999. Y2K was going to happen that night. It was just, yeah. that, was, that was a cool <laughs> game. I was, I was there as a sports guest to cover that game, man. 
Yeah, right. Rod, you look like you had something to say about that. And, and man, we laugh and joke, but man, I don't think people understand how tenacious and how crazy this son of gun TJ was, man. Like, he had guys bigger than him, like our D lineman, freaking scared. You know what I'm saying? Nobody was going to say, you know what I'm saying? He fell in and, 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 you know what I'm saying, to say anything to him. And I came after that. And it was, you know, like I say, man, he was my biggest motivation because I was like, well, I don't like TJ. This is how I'm going to do it. But, man, I can just remember, you know, he had, uh, you know, they put out when you make all conference, they put your uh, picture on the wall. And I would walk by sometimes, and his damn picture would scare me. Like, God damn, man. <laughs> it looked like he just, you know what I'm saying? Them damn eyes. How he changed his eye? His eye was green yesterday. Now they blue. <laughs> you know what I'm now they red. God dang, how's he doing this, man? He just, hey, he was, uh, man, it, it, it was something, you know, different. And I, and I can remember my freshman group, you know, because that year, Adelia's got a lot of a lot of pub and different stuff. And I was like, man, TJ, you know, everybody's sleeping. He was slept on at Southern Miss. You know what I'm saying? As a, a day, you know, everybody a pub up that uh Adelius and uh, AD and stuff like that. But he was truly the leader. I know in 99, I got there in 99, the leader of that defense, you know what I mean, and, and, and stuff like that, and and how he led and and his tenacity, it was just something that I wanted to live up to and and try to, to work each and every day. Uh, and it was a guy after him that played like him, and he probably don't know his thing. You remember Chris Langston, TJ? Yeah, I know Langston. Yeah, yeah Langston, man. These you try to emulate everything that you did, man, and he did. Every time, and it made me a better player, every time I got up, Langston was up there because when you left, it was me and him competing for that middle linebacker uh, spot. And uh, yeah. I eventually won it. But when it's one-on-one tackle, any tackle, guess who's up there? TJ. You know, T- I'm not TJ, uh, 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 Langston. And, and, and Langston, you know what I'm saying, he want to bench the bench the weight room. He's 450-pound bencher, and he's trying to kill me in Indy. And that's what I try to get to my kids. Man, get that tenacity like you talk about you and Bell in that individual period. And then if you can hit your buddy like that, oh, man, you finna go tap them running backs up, man. This wasn't even individual. We just walked on the field with his first day of pants. God day. What, 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 what you say about TJ Sauter? That's my dog right there. What you say about him? <laughs> I looked and I said, what What he say? Then he was like, oh, you say you can whoop his ass? <laughs> and he like, one-on-one right now. Everybody just stopped. Like, what the hell is going on? You know? <laughs> but when I, I, played with, I played with Hardy Nixon. And me and this fool, Hardy was, a, I mean, I, I, I still say today, he was the best all-around linebacker I ever played with. For us covering everything. The guy weighed like 228 pounds. But would, like, hit you, Nick, solid as all I do. We used to break each other face masks. Like, <laughs> and, and individual. Before the game. Both of us up there got hit and everything else because I, I knew he was going to try to, like, this dude try to punish you when you run and stuff. And I, I used to sometimes, like, when I'm hitting these linebackers, I'm like, oh, we're going to coast through this. 
but you had to buckle up and hit Hardwell for real, because he like that dude would try to jack your jaw in warm-ups. <laughs> yeah, y'all be seeing them kids out there with no with no mouthpiece and no chest strap buckled up in practice. Y'all be seeing that. <laughs> I know y'all be seeing that. But you still had to put on them big boy pads, them thigh pads. <laughs> Guys, we don't want to take up your entire night here. We've gone on uh, forever. I mean, the uh, I don't want to speak for the other guys, Shane and Jamie, but, I mean, this has been an honor, uh, a moment that I'll probably never forget. Um, the stories, the emotions, the passion that you guys show for for Southern Miss football, um, it's, it's, it's really great to see. And like Jamie said, I think a lot of that's coming back with Will Hall. You know, I think uh, Marshan's gotten to know Coach a little bit. Um, He's got a long way to go to live up to that Bauer era, but um, but you guys have used the word culture a few times, and I think we're building that back the right way. Um, thank you so much for sharing all the stuff that you shared with us tonight. Uh, and is there? I just wanted to one more time around the room. Is there anything you want the Southern Miss faithful to know? Uh, if you could speak to the crowd right now, just one more thing you'd like those guys to to know coming from coming from one of you guys. I'll take it real quick. Uh, man, just want to – to all the fans, like, whether you can get there, you can't get there, you can put somebody in seat, it makes a difference. That rock is different. It's different when everybody is in the seats. And when I'm saying in the seats, I'm talking about for the entire game, not to the third, but the entire game. It makes a difference. It makes a difference. My Some of my best, my best memories – with uh with my mom and my dad, uh, my uncles, you know, my my some of my young cousins were in the rock. Like I can remember where they were sitting. I can remember after a uh, interception or or a fumble or a big hit. I can remember the student section going nuts. You, you the, the the there ain't no. I mean, there ain't no. It, there's nowhere to sit. There's packed. Like it has to be like that. And for anybody for for anybody to take us serious, man, we got to get back to that tradition. Win, lose, or draw, we got to make sure that rock is what it's supposed to be, and that and that that's that's supposed to be a hostile environment. So that's the only thing I want to leave y'all with. Marshall, yeah, 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 real quick too, Gerald, man, I got to up my my fashion game. You you in that tuxedo at the Hall of Fame induction this year, man? You look sharp, dude. I gotta, <laughs> if you want to get all dressed up, man. Uh, but no, man, it's, you know, I guess real quick. Me talking to the fans is, uh, I guess, I'll put it in respect of my wife, who's just kind of entered. We got, we got married last year, just entered this whole Southern Miss thing last season. And she was a Kentucky uh, sports fan, Kentucky Wildcat sports fans her whole life, you know. And she came into the last season and she's like, dang, you know, the numbers aren't quite as big as these SEC fan bases, what have you, just not. But the people that love it, damn, they love it. And she is bought in and she sees it. And if, if people really understood how beautiful of a culture this is that Southern Miss ha has, I mean, the fans back then in the 90s that loved being there, man, they just loved it. They lived, breathed, you know, this this thing. And, and, and if we could just get that back, I know it's going to take some women, but it's it's a joy for my wife who is kind of, that switched allegiance. Totally, totally, she's a Kentucky girl, but uh, she's all black and gold now, man. I mean, she's she gets it. She gets what this is all about and what it can be. And, um, you know, we got, like I said, we got the right guy at the helm, Coach Hall, no doubt about it, but we just got to get those fans you know, really realizing what kind of special environment this whole thing is. It's it's us against the world mentality, and, and that, that's what it's all about. 
Well, I want to say something to the fans, but you also have to bring in the players. It goes hand in hand. And fans, we want y'all in the stands. We live to play in front of y'all. We love for that excitement. But players, you have to give us something to cheer about. Even if you lose, you lose fighting. I have so many games, I know so many games we didn't lost, and people still cheer for us. People still, after the game, I wasn't happy. I, of course, I was mad we lost. But the thing is, we bust our butt to try to win. And we got to have players out there putting forth some effort. You know, you can't just tuck your head down and walk off. If somebody blow a play, I ain't saying jump down their butt, but go over there, talk to your players. Coach, uh, tap them on the butt, tell them, hey, I'm counting on you, bro. Let's go. You know, pick each other up. And if somebody ain't doing right, challenge them. Challenge them. I remember one time we was in halftime, I think, and it was uh, Larry Fitzgerald, the offensive line coach, got mad at me because I called our Dolphins and said, hey, y'all need some help? Let me know. You know, I do whatever we need to do. I'll come over there and help you. And they, he got mad that I called out the offense. But I wasn't trying to call him out. I'm saying as your brother, if you need me to do, give you a better look at practice, if you need me to do something for you, tell me. And I do it. And that goes with studying film. If I ain't doing something right, if I ain't studying film right or something like this, it's up for a defense to make our offense better when we go ones-on-ones. And then for our offense to make our defense better, challenge each other. Challenge each other. Give the fans something to see. Give them something to cheer about. And fans, come, win, lose, or draw. But we're going to put on a show and know that. And that, TJ, that's, that, that, that's right up what, you know, my, my, my alley is, man. Uh, first, it starts with the players. You know, I had the privilege to play with Will Hall in the uh, Mississippi, Alabama high school all-star game. So, you know, our relationship dates back to then. <laughs> So, you know what I'm saying? We had a good, you know, we had a good relationship then and, and it continued through the time, you know. Uh, so Southern Miss fans, man, come out and show your support. You know, uh, it this guy's building something that I think is going to be really, really special, that I know is going to be really, really special because he's building because he is a Southern Miss and he is a want-to and a blue-collar guy. And that's what Southern Miss is built on. Not the three, not the four, not the five, not the six-star, whatever, how many stars it ever is now. It's the blue-collar guys. It's the uh, it's the guys on, on this thing. It's the TJ. It's the Marshane. It's the uh, myself. It's the, uh, you know, uh, Gerald and stuff like that. The Michael Bowles that build this thing that wasn't heavily recruited, but we came with a freaking chip on our shoulder, a freaking trip chip on our shoulder that we're going to overcome. You know, our, our biggest thing when I was there, anyone, anywhere, anytime. That was the model. That was the freaking model. I don't care. Just like, uh, you know, TJ stated earlier, you know, it wasn't Indy. It was B-Bell, TJ, uh, uh, they talking noise. Let's go right now. Let's fight. Period. That's our motto. That's who we are. It don't matter where we at. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, I, I talk crazy about TJ with how his mentality is, but that's what it is. You want to fight in the ball? We can fight in the ball. We can want to fight in the field? We can fight in the field. We can fight in the clash. It don't matter. Southern Miss will fight. And Amen. we'll continue to fight and be victorious. And that's who we are. And if we can get back to that, man, 
Uh, the sky's the limits. We'll get this thing back. I'm tired. I'm like jail. I'm tired of seeing Mississippi State, Ole Miss folks. You know what I'm saying? My even my own kid. You know what I'm saying? Talking about that. I'm like, man, you don't know what we back in the day. You know what I'm saying? We'll whoop the hell out of uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. They wouldn't even play it. You know what I'm saying? So we need to get back to that. That black and gold, man. That nasty bunch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I shouldn't talk about the black attack, man. We we just need to get back to the, our, our roots uh, and, and stuff like that. So, man, I'm thankful. I see y'all this year. You know, we play on Friday nights, but best believe on Saturday I'll be in that rock. All right. Shout out to Rod Davis, Marchant Kenny, and Gerald McGrath with our legendary linebacker roundtable. Sorry we couldn't – I mean, you could have put any number of linebackers in there. I think we picked a pretty fun group to have. Um, And welcome back. Welcome back to the Top Talk presented by USM Voice, sharing all the Golden Eagle news and building a stronger voice for the Southern Miss community. Follow them on Twitter at USM Voice. All right, guys. Your thoughts on that legendary linebacker roundtable? Holy crap. Uh, you know, when we first started throwing this idea around a while back during baseball season, and I think we're up, was at a game and I, was, I think Rod came out to a game and we were like, well, it'd be great to have you guys on here. Um, and then you start thinking about the sudden his defenses and, and really the, the, the part of the defense that stuck out the most to me been that linebacker position. And I didn't really know if we could pull it off, but, uh, I'll be damned. <laughs> Got them all on. Uh, on the same episode, and and um, I don't know. I mean, I'm fired up, dude. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to sleep tonight after listening to these guys and the passion that they had, you know, for for Southern Miss and 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 for for playing defense here and just uh, I I kind of hoped that it went just like it did. Uh, I'm so glad that it happened. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever heard a single T.J. Slaughter interview. Uh, but we just got some of the most amazing stories and back and forth and perspective from the man himself about what drove him during his days in the black and gold. Uh, man, that was awesome. So football events coming up, upcoming up this weekend, we've got the Hattiesburg Fan Fest. That's going to be this Saturday at 930 a.m. Um, so. The South End Zone opens at 9.30. Will Hall is speaking at 11 a.m. So they're doing it a little different this year. Um, it says, join fellow Golden Eagles in the South End Zone at the Rock for Hattiesburg Fan Fest. Fans are invited to hear from head coach Will Hall. Children will have the opportunity to meet and interact with their favorite players. Concessions will be available for purchase. So that's always a great way to kick off football season. And then on Saturday, September the 3rd, Southern Miss taking on the Liberty Flames at 6 p.m. in The Rock. If you can't make it to The Rock, it's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. It will not be on Facebook. It will not be on your local gas station pump. It will be on ESPN+. Plus. So you should be able to enjoy all Southern Miss games from here on out. All right, guys. I know we've been on here for a few hours. <laughs> you guys have any shout-outs that you want to give? I'm just going to give a quick shout out. Uh, well, to all the linebackers that showed up, um, that was amazing. But uh, the only other shout out I'm going to give out is uh, to my son, Jack, turned six this weekend. I uh, oh. finally lost a couple teeth this week. The tooth fairy was very generous. I don't know how that went down. But, um, but yeah, Jack's turning six years old. Um, I'm actually going to the Southern Miss fanfare thing uh, that morning. 
and then Jack's birthday party that afternoon. So give it up for Jack. Six years old. Happy early birthday, Jack. Happy early birthday, Jack. Um, I don't have any particular shout outs tonight other than, uh, again, uh, Marchant and Rod and Gerald and TJ for coming on with us. Uh, I'm, I'm still smiling from ear to ear and, uh, had tears in my eyes multiple times tonight. Uh, so lots of fun. Sipped on some wild turkey father and son, 13 year old whiskey the entire time. Just, uh, I, I couldn't pull myself away from the screen or listening to grab a different bottle. So we just stuck with one. Um, but good to be back in the saddle. Uh, looking forward to an exciting fall of Golden Eagle Athletics. Absolutely. I'll give a few shout outs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to to uh, let's see if I can get this right. Twenty four, forty three, twenty four and thirty four. Uh, the all legends, all legends. Um, Got to give a shout out to USM Voice, a sponsor of this week's episode. Follow him on sure. Twitter. Great follow. Does a great job promoting yep. Southern Miss and spreading the black and gold gospel. If you would like to sponsor an episode, jamierrington.net slash to the top talk. We've got some doozies coming up in the next few weeks. It's going to be tough to top this episode. But we've got some doozies <laughs> coming up. Uh, I want to give that a, Will Hall. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to give a shout out to the Hardy Street Boys. I was on their, their show a few weeks back. They do a great job covering Southern Miss. Shout out to Kent Oliver for, for Last Real Life, another huge success, although – uh, it was the the one time I came down with COVID. I missed Laugh for Life this year, so shout out to everybody who bought tickets, came out. I heard it was an amazing show. Uh, we're really close to hitting that million-dollar mark. I, I, I'm not sure if we hit it yet or not as far as money raised to go to charity over the past uh, six events, but um, shout out to Kent and, and for, for the event, and shout out to the Hardy Street Boys for having us on to promote the show. All right, uh, if you want to check out the merch, T-Public, T-E-E-Public.com slash to the top talk. It is also on our website as well, jamieerrington.net slash to the top talk. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We're back. We'll see you next week. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots. Things to offer, but Southern Mississippi put you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State. You, you play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done the fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee but I chose Southern Mississippi and right here
It's where I'll always be I could play for Alabama USC or Notre Dame You have lots of things to offer But Southern Mississippi puts you all to shame I could play for North Carolina Ohio State or LSU You play a good game of football But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state